Are you ready to bounce back better? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. So how many of you guys have been in a relationship where you feel like the finish line is always moving? Okay. And I was on a call with somebody today and she was just so frustrated because she had of course had her best pieces used against you. She, she tried to be so kind. She tried to do right in her relationship. And it was in this case, it was a partnership and, um, or what was supposed to be a partnership. I'll say it that way, (laughs) you know, and she kept trying to do kind things for him. And he was like, well, why are you doing that? You know, you don't really mean it. You're just, why are you even doing that? It's just an act. Or, you know, if you really wanted to do that, then you would feel differently about it or you would act differently or behave differently or perform differently. And I really, that is so confusing when you were trying to be nice and you were trying to be kind and it doesn't work and you can't figure out why it doesn't work. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to do right by them. I'm just trying to communicate. I'm just trying to be a good girlfriend, a good daughter, a good whatever. Why isn't it working? And we all see from our own perspective. So you are operating under the belief that to you, love is connection and to them, love is connection. And I want to flip your mind into the fact that for you, love is connection, but for them, love is control. So for you, love is connection. For them, love is control, okay? And sometimes that can be with them playing the hero and they get to always be right. Sometimes that can be with them playing the victim and you doing the work of the relationship. But the point is that their behavior gets you to keep working. And it's like you're in a race and you're running, running, running as fast as you can. And they say, if you loved me, you'd run harder. And you say, okay, 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 okay. And the finish line keeps moving and you can never get there. You can never reach the goal. You can never get it right. And you feel like madness in your head. Like, how is this happening? Why is this happening? Why can't I ever make them happy? Why can't I ever, I'm trying, I'm forgiving. My expectations are pretty low. I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking that they allow me to connect with them and provide rest. But to them, they need you to constantly prove your love. So to you, you're thinking, oh, love is rest. Love is that connection. I've just got to get, figure out how to get to that place of rest. And they are, if, if you are resting, they see that as not loving them well. And this, within this conversation, it was about intimacy. What did you call it? Intimacy anorexia, right? And there was a question of like, oh, you know, is he just not good at being intimate? And so every time there's a chance to be intimate, like in a deep emotional level, you know, he runs away or causes problems. And I said, "Mm, the problem with that, problem with that language, the problem with that hope is then you get in your head that you just need to love them harder. They've never been loved well. They're not good at accepting love. I just need to love them better. I just need to work harder. And if in their mind, love is you running, you working, you trying, you see the unhealthy dynamic of that because you think, oh, I need to work harder so they can feel loved. And they're like, yeah, you should work harder so I feel loved. And no wonder you end up exhausted. No wonder you end up confused because it's like, why can't I get it right? And there's that lovely smart girl syndrome, which so many of us have in common where we've never met a problem we couldn't solve. And so in our heads, we think, I just need to work harder 
to figure out a solution to the problem and all will be well. The teacher will give me a gold star, the boss will give me a bonus, and you know, the, the toxic person will allow me rest. They will finally see how hard I've been trying. They will finally love me, okay? And with you guys operating off such a different set of rules of you trying to work harder and them thinking love is you working harder and them watching, no wonder it blows up. And no wonder you end up falling down on the racetrack at some point in, in the fetal position thinking, I can't keep doing this. And if you have ever been in that position where you thought, I'm exhausted, I cannot keep doing this. And then you've flipped it on yourself so hard because you've been working so hard, you're assuming everything's your fault anyway. So you're laying there in the fetal position thinking, ah, I can't keep doing this, rather than asking, should you be doing this? Should you have to work that hard, right? Should you have to keep running in order to prove love? It's like there's a, we talked before about there's like an empty bucket with a hole, and you keep trying to pour different types of water in, and you think if you figure out the right type of water to pour in, then it'll stop leaking out of the bottom of the hole. But the problem isn't the type of water you're pouring in or how fast or slow you're pouring it in or what brand the water is or how high your arm is as you pour it, which you've been told, right? Well, if you had done it this way, if you tried it this way, if you'd done it this way, the problem is there's a hole in the bottom of the bucket. The problem is the expectation is that you have to keep proving your love by running and working. So I want you to ask the question, if you have trouble forgiving yourself after this dynamic, please recognize who in the world could have seen this. If that's not the way you think, that's not the way I thought. How could you have seen that? How could you have seen it? And how could you, you know, no, no who would be good at that? Who would have been able to run that hard and that fast for that long and not crumpled on the track at some point? So... If that's been you, give yourself a little grace, ask yourself the question, who would be good at this? And who would have seen it, <laughs> right? Only toxic, toxic people are the best people at figuring out toxic people. And so if you were not good at figuring out who toxic people were or figuring out that game, that's actually a sign that you're good, kind, loving, giving, and forgiving. Not a sign that you're stupid. Hello, wonderful. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and that you found something that will either help you get past your past, get real about your present, or get serious about your future. And hopefully it's all three. If you're not already in my Facebook group, finding love and success after a toxic relationship, consider this your invitation. There are tons of lives, tons of tips and tricks to help you bounce back better. Have a great day.